Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Second Peter chapter, Second Peter chapter one, please, verse five. Something the Lord put in my spirit, and I, I tell you, the lately it's like the Lord been dropping so many things in my mind and spirit that I I have wrote. To, I think I'm getting carpal tunnel. My my hand draws up, but Scott. And I have to pray over it. I ain't lying to you. God will judge me. I'm not lying to you. And, I, and some say, how many pages you write a week? I write, right now I've been writing over 80 pages a week. So I just don't sit here and not do nothing. Amen. You ready? Here we go. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge, Peter said. And to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful, church, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never, never fail. I want to bring you a word tonight the Lord put in my spirit studying on spiritual productivity. Spiritual productivity. How many wants to produce growth in your life? I said, I want to... I want to produce growth, don't you, church? While you're standing, I had a, a Baptist church contact me and said, hey, I heard about the altars, and we've been inspiring all kind of people. And they said, do you, do you, are y'all building them? I said, how many do you want? We'll tell you how much it costs. Altars cost. And so I said, I told them what we did. I said, I advise you, you get some of your men to build you some. So I gave them the idea they're going to build some, had some other pastors call me, and, and they're going to build something. It, it's a great thing to have an altar. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Great thing. You can be seated. Ain't God good? How many feel like he's better to you than anybody? I said, how many feel like he's better to you than anybody? Has he been good to you, Sister Lynn? How good has he been to you? That's what I'm talking about. He's good to us. Abraham Lincoln said this, you cannot escape the responsibility tomorrow by invading it today. Shh, be quiet. Abraham Lincoln said this, you cannot escape responsibility tomorrow by invading it today. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for the spirit of you're giving in my life for the blood, the grace, and the mercy. Thank you, God, for all the great saints of God here tonight. We ask for your divine blessing upon them, God, in physical and spiritual. Bless us in your word, Lord. Help me to do a good job for the kingdom and sow the seeds that they can reap. In Jesus' name, amen. Spiritual productivity doesn't start tomorrow. It starts right now. You started today. The process of growing in God starts now, not tomorrow. Procrastination is putting off continually what you desire to set a change in today. Continually putting it off. Putting off making those changes that will bring a result in your spirit and life is called 
procrastination, which only causes a delay. You see, the battle is doing what will bring a change that is the major struggle. The battle in our life is trying to make a change. If you're here, will you say it, man? You're scaring me. I couldn't teach class, Brother Dave. To climb to the place, to climb to the place you desire spiritually, we have to have a strategic plan and work hard to get there. It's work to get to where you desire for God. Proverbs 14 and 23 says in the ESV version, In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. So mere talk, you, you, toil, in all toil there is profit. The harder you work, the more you obtain. The more you talk, the less you have. You'll stay broke if you only talk about growing. It takes labor to produce growth in your life. Here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 10, saints, Peter gives us a strategic plan of spiritual growth to enable us to produce spiritual in our life and to open our eyes in the spirit. The Bible said, he said, give all diligence. Diligence, that is hard work. That's work. Somebody shout work. To see these characteristics that Peter talked about added to our life, you have to work hard to see them develop into your spirit. They don't come to you freely. You got to labor to have love and come on. You got to work hard to see them producing your life. Peter said, add, add the word add. ADD is a word that speaks labor, work, and battle to place it in your life. He tells us, Peter tells us, add to your faith virtue, how to your virtue faith. How many knows tonight that it's labor to add faith to your life? He said, add virtue. He said, add knowledge. And add knowledge, you add temperance. Then after you add temperance, he said, add patience. After patience, you add godliness. And after godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. It's labor to add these things. The problem is people sit around all the time and think, if I go hear the word of God, I'll change. You ain't going, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to sit right where you've always sat and done what you've always done. But to hear something, you've got to take it and add it to your life. What, what change will come? He said, for if these things... Peter said, if these things be in you and abound, if they come in you, if they grow in you, if they be in you and abound in you, abound means to cast together or to increase. If these things in, in, are in you, he said, you shall increase spiritually. Everybody on this side say amen. amen. Everybody on this side say amen. Everybody on this side say amen. amen. You'll increase. I'll increase. If I add temperance, I add knowledge. If I add them, I'll increase. It ain't the devil that causes us to be weak. It's not the devil that causes us to be in lack. It's ourselves. Are we too lazy to add or are we too hungry to add? Come on. If you're hungry, you're going to add. But if you're too lazy, you're going to sit there and be the same. He said, he said you, you, number one, he says they, they make you. That you shall neither, I love this, that neither be barren, nor you'll be unfruitful 
in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He said, if you add these things in you, you it'll make you. It'll make you. Somebody shout, it'll make you. It'll make you fruitful. You'll be, you will not be barren. Or you won't be unfruitful. If you add temperance, if you add knowledge, if you add patience, you won't be unfruitful. You work hard and add these characteristics to you. You will increase. You'll increase in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Verse 9 said, But he that lacketh, but he that lacketh these things is blind spiritually and cannot see afar off. The reason some people come into church and they get into muller grubs and they want to backslide and quit when their feelings are hurt, if you're easily offended, you ain't got no altar. You don't have no altar. But you hear what he said, Peter said, he that lacketh these things is blind spiritually and cannot see afar off. To see more of God, he said, you have to add to your life, your spirit, these characteristics. Then your spiritual weakness of seeing God increases. You increase in seeing God. Saint of God, I'm here to tell you, it will not come without work, labor, and battle. How many knows patience won't come without work? And I pray that you don't do this. I pray that you don't ask God to give you patience. I forewarn you, please don't do that. I tell God all the time, I got patience. And you know what? In my drive, in my desire, in my, you know, uh, I think Brother Clay was talking at the house the other night. He was eating with us and since Jenny and them was all there. He said, you don't need no caffeine. You already hyped up. I said, I was born hyped up. I was born on a high. I don't need no coffee in the morning time. When I wake up and my feet hit the floor, man, I'm having a good time already. <laughs> well, you know, I used to jump up. And move quicker. But now it's like, mm. when I get stood up, whew, that felt good. Then I start taking that one and two and three step, Brother Roy, you know. And then my body starts, uh, y'all find out. Then, then I get to the, the recliner. I go get me a cup of little, little, little coffee. I don't drink three or four cups. It's about four swigs. That's all I can handle. I drink it where I can just tell everybody I'm drinking coffee. And so I, I get about four swigs, and I go, I go sit down in the chair. If I sit there about 15, 20 minutes, then, then all, everything starts waking up. Then I get up, get ready, eat my oatmeal, drink my water, and I, then I start feeling good. But it takes me a while to motivate myself. How many of us know that living in this world, it'll get on us and slow us down sometimes? But we got to motivate ourselves to get to where we need to go. That's why, come on church, it will not come without work, labor, and battle. Patience won't come without work, 
Temperance won't come without work. And you're saying, God, give me temperance. God, give me patience. You better watch out. God, give me knowledge. He'll send you through school a hard knock. I'll tell you what you better do. You better put your head in the book and start studying the Word of God and, and regleaning knowledge and learning knowledge and applying it to yourself rather than God seeing you to class because you ain't going to like his class. Has anybody been to his school? I've been to his school and I took a lot of his tests. Sometimes I'd fail it two or three times and finally he said, here's you one more. And I took I remember the questions I failed for the last two or three, and I passed it finally. So see, it's work. It's labor, saint of God. See, Israel did not obtain the promised land without defeating 32 kings. They did not obtain without work, labor, and battle. They had to fight to obtain what God gave them. God fills, fills you with his spirit, gives you what you need to make a change and a growth. That's why I pray every day I pray in my prayer. God, I pray your spirit that's in me, the same spirit that raised you from the grave, Jesus, it's in me. I pray that it strengthens my spirit to override my self-will when it rises to have its way. It's a battle. It's a fight. It's labor. You see, it is you that has to take his spirit and work with his spirit to obtain the change, growth, spiritual to see and desire. Verse 10 said, Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. You see, you got to give hard work to make sure you're ready to meet Jesus. This, you know, oh, Jesus. Living for God is a joy when your mind's made up. In Ruth 1, there came a famine in Judah. The Bible said Amalek, her husband, left with her and him, her Naomi, and his two sons. And they went to Moab to escape the famine that overtook the land. Moab means, if you look it up, the Bible it got me when I looked it up. Moab means <laughs> uh, the land short of the promised land. They went to a land short of the promised land. They went to a place that was short of promises. So many stopped short of his promise. What would you really be like if you worked hard to add patience, temperance, knowledge, brother love, and kind? What if you added virtue and faith? What would you be like if you really, really worked hard? What, I mean, what would you see from God? So while there, Amalek, the Bible said, died after 10 years. Naomi was left with her two sons, saints. She was left there by herself. I mean, by herself, just her two sons after, after, well, after her husband died. The Bible said later they took two wives, Orpha and Ruth, and they lived there 
for a few several more years. They lived in a place that meant short of the promised land. The reason some are still short of the promise is the word says it in Proverbs 14 and 23. It all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. So many talk that that's why they're still where they're at. How many have been around somebody they ask information how to change, but that's all they're doing is talking about change, but they never change. Let me say it again. I've sat down with many and they want to know what kind of diet are you on? How, what's your workout plan? I've heard, and it's the same old people. What are you doing about your finance? What do you do about your prayer? How do you pray? How, what, how do you study? But they always want information, but they don't never want to work to obtain how they, what they've heard to get it. You see, that's a lot of church folks. They want to have a better life. They want to live better spiritually. But when they hear it, they don't want to take the information and work to obtain it. There's no one in this church, I'm telling you now, I know what God's been giving me lately. From this night, you may think this is boring, quiet, but it's cold outside. The heat's on and you relaxed and you could go to sleep in a minute. But there's one thing about it. This church will never stand before God as I'm a shepherd and say, he never taught me how to grow. Never. Never will. It's work. But listen to this. After her boys took two wives, Orpha and Ruth, saints, they lived in this place for a while. But I said the reason some are short of the promise because they don't take what they heard that would get them there and work it. Later on, the two sons died, the Bible said, and left the two wives and their mother Naomi and Moab. Now Naomi's husband and sons had died in the land short of the promised land. Everything may be dead in Moab. Broke, alone, with only a graveyard to visit. Everything may be broke. Everything may be dead. Everything may be gone. Does it seem that all is dead? There's no productivity in your life. You can't even produce nothing spiritually, physically, financially. There's nothing, there's nothing being produced in your life. Going nowhere. Poverty, broke, busted, and disgusted. Poverty is taking a hold of your spiritual life, your life financially, life in general. But it says in verse 6 that after her husband, listen to this, after her husband died, her two sons died, Naomi, when she saw what was going on, in verse 6 it says that she arose. She got up. Too many people are not getting up. Too many people are sitting and, uh, and accepting what's died and what's been buried and there's no hope. Too many people are folding their hands and arms and says, there's no use. Well, you don't know the God I know then. 
But Naomi, Naomi, the Bible said, stood to her feet, Sister Lynn. She rose up in the midst of a land that was short of the promise that everything she had had died. Is there anyone in the house suffering from a place like that? It seems like everything's dead. There's no productivity spiritually in your life, financial life itself. I've come against the wall, and, and you're sitting there, but Naomi said, I'm not living here no more. And she rose up. The Bible said that she stood and prepared to leave Moab. Oh, hear me. She did not say, girls, I'll stay here with you. You can't hang around a place because everybody else is sitting around. I'm telling you. I, I know you're not like me, but I can't stand a dead, dry, deadhead service. I can't stand it. If you want to sit there and backslide and go to hell, go on. I'm here to tell you, in my spirit says, everything may have died, everything may be buried, but everything ain't over. Miracle signs and wonders ain't over. Spiritual growth in my life ain't over. I haven't obtained it all yet. I haven't seen all God has for me. I ain't even heard everything he has for me. I know he has more. And can I tell you, he's got more for you. She didn't say, girls, now I'll just stay here with you. And she did not say, I'll wait until tomorrow to leave. What are you waiting on? What are you, what are you waiting on to grow spirit? Why? What are you waiting on? You got to do it today, Naomi said. You, you got to start the process today. The Bible said in verse 6, she tells Orpha and Ruth, I've heard there's bread in Judah. She's heard there's something to eat down in Judah. You see, I, I, I preached to you a while ago, I read to you in 2 Peter, where he tells you how to become more spiritual productive, have more in your life. I told you, gave it to you, told you how to get it, told you you'd see more, told you you wouldn't fail. But what, what is something going to do? Well, everything's dead in my life. Oh, preacher, I, I, I'm too old. She was 60, 60 years old. 60 years old. She was a 60-year-old woman. I'm too old. I, I, I just, I've come to a place there's no use. I ain't have, if, I, if God lets me live to 80, I'm not having that attitude. I'm not having your attitude. I said, I'm not having that attitude. I'm going to be like old Naomi. And I'm going to be like old Caleb. Give me my mountain. When I know God's got more for me. Well, I'm 80 years old. I've been in church all my life. You ain't seen it all yet. And you ain't heard it all yet. And you ain't received it all yet. God's got more for you. So I told you how to get it. I told you where it was. And old sister Naomi arose to her feet. And she said, I'm leaving Moab. 
Somebody's got to stand in the spirit and said, I'm leaving this place. I ain't staying in this old dry spirit of having bitterness and hatred and malice in my heart. I'm not fighting the spirit anymore. I'm getting out of this place I've been. Everything around me is dead. I can't even reproduce a good prayer. I can't produce a good, good meal. I can't produce a good blessing. I'm leaving Moab. She said, I heard there's bread back in Judah. I'm leaving the place short of the promised land. Naomi did not allow the things that had died keep her in Moab. Come on, church. You you can't can't allow things that have died keep you there. I'm I'm watching saints in the church. I'm watching everybody. And some people, the older they get, they just get to where... It doesn't matter if, if they're there or not there or if and I know sickness comes. And, and let me say it before somebody gets mad and have to pray through. I know sickness comes. I know, I know problems arrive. Been there. And I know tragedy comes. And I know unexpected things arise. I do know that. But some people has lost their drive to obtain more. Can I tell you something? It doesn't matter if you're 85 or 8 years old. There's more that God's got for you. She heard there was bread there. You listen to me right now. Naomi did not allow the things had died keep her in Moab. You cannot stay in Moab just because something has died there. You see, thinking, I'll never grow out of this. I'll never grow out of this. There's always something that will interrupt, saint of God, us, when we start to make a change towards growth spiritually. There's always something that will try to interrupt us. I'll throw this at you. Has anybody ever made a plan? I'm just throwing it out there. You've already made a plan I'm, I'm going to start walking and going to the gym and so help me, Brother Scott, you pull a muscle in your back. Does anybody? I have. Raise your hand if you're done. See there? I mean, you, you made plans. I'm going to walk. I'm going to start a new life. I'm going to start it over. And, and the next day you get up and you pull a hamstring. There's always some. Are you, are you saying, I'm going to start my prayer life. I'm, I'm going I'm to change my prayer life. And something happens that messes with your spirit. Hear me, saints. There's always something that would interrupt you when you start to make a change toward God. There was something that always would try it. Negative influence would try to do it. A person, a false emergency. Your dog gets sick. That's no joke. Your child, something happens. News you listen to. Your phone interrupts you. Come on. You have to, but here's it is. You got to cut some things loose to get where you can have where you have heard to get. You got to cut it loose to get where you're going. 
There's fresh bread in Judah. There's spiritual growth. Peter said, you got to add to virtue, faith, faith, knowledge, knowledge. Come on, temper, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness and charity. you got to add. And if I add them to them, some of you don't even know what I'm saying right now. You're just here. I'm here to tell you there's more out there for us. She said, I'm not staying in Moab. There's a better life in Judah, girls. There's better life, more freedom, more wealth. Naomi starts to leave, and it says she went forth out of the place where she was. She did not wait on her daughter-in-laws. You can't wait on others to change spiritually for you to change. You, you can't wait on them. You can't wait on your spouse. Well, I'm waiting on my husband. I was waiting on him to go pray. Have you started? No, I haven't started yet. What in the world's wrong with you? I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on my children. I'm waiting on this. I'm waiting on my, well, my dog, he got run over. waiting on him to get better. I'm waiting. I've heard it all. Waiting on this. You can't wait. You got to get up and get out of, out of Moab. Is anybody hearing anything? She went forth out of the place where she was. Naomi was in her 60s, I said, in life. Her two daughters-in-laws, the Bible said, started with her. They were on the way to Judah to the place of bread. They left with her. They left with her. They were on the way to Judah to a place of bread. She tells him, she turns and she tells them, she tells them, she turns and tells them, go back and find your husband. My womb can't give you another husband. She kisses them and she leaves and they're still walking with her. They said, we will return with you to your people. We're going with you. We're going to go with you, Naomi. Some are only motivated when you begin when you begin to make a change, they're just following your motivation. Some people are only motivated for a moment. You, you get a good Holy Ghost service and Brother Jim, they're going to go, my God, I'm fixing to start praying and start studying the Word of God. Listen, I was motivated the first day I got the Holy Ghost. And I ain't stopped, God. I ain't lost that motivation. Come on, church. You, when you start to leave something, you can't leave your motivation. You got to keep going. You know, everybody's going to talk to you. Everybody's going to say I'm with you. Everybody's going to do it all. But, but Naomi kept walking, kissed them, said a goodbye. And they, she refused to be distracted from the girls. You can't be distracted from anything or anybody else. I want to just prophesy to somebody, but I don't feel it on me. But I want to tell you right now, there's more to obtain than you have from God. I'm not foolish. 
The world will beat you up. The world will drain you. The world will work you to death. And let me tell all of you folks something that think your job loves you to death. Die tomorrow. They'll forget you the next day. I know you walk in there, you think you're the white in the spit. But you die, they won't remember you next week. They'll replace you with somebody. This world wears on you. This world beats on you. What did Satan tell God when he went before him in Job? I've been going to and fro. He's been working, trying to wear out the saints. Come on, church. But why he's doing it, you got, you got to make your mind up. You look around, everything's dead. Somebody's got to stand up in the spirit and say, hey, I'm not staying here where I'm short of the promises of God. I'm going to where there's more bread. I'm going to where there's more of God. And, and, not, and don't be allowed, don't allow distractions to hinder you. I know I'm in the will of God tonight. I know what I'm saying tonight is the will of God. She tells them, are you sure you want to go this journey back to Judah? It's a journey, a lot of movement, a lot of work, a lot of labor to get there. Are you sure you want to grow? Are you sure you want to grow in God? Are you really sure you want to do this? Ruth 1, verse 14 through 18. Is anybody getting anything? And they lifted up their voice, the girls did. And they wept again. And Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved unto her. You know, as a shepherd, as a pastor, I've been here. I know who's really hungry to go. And I know who will only take one word and they'll just sit right where they're sitting. I believe, Brother Pastor, if I got up here and said, now, y'all, y'all have done enough worship, y'all have done enough praying, just sit there and don't do nothing. Now, there are some who said, I ain't sitting here. I'm going to get up, and I'm fixing to worship God no matter what you say. But there are some who say, well, he gave me the okay. I've been wanting to hear that for a long time. But that's how orphan Ruth was. And she said, behold, the sister-in-law has gone back into her people. She's telling Ruth and to her gods, return thou after thy sister-in-law. Go after her, Ruth. Go back with her. Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee. Don't tell me to leave thee or return from falling after thee. Don't you tell me to quit. For whether thou goest, I'm going to go. And whether thou lay down, I'm going to lay down. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. She said, where you die, I'm going to die. And there I will be buried with you. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me, she said. When she saw, when, when Naomi saw that Ruth was steadfastly minded to go with her. Then she left speaking unto her. When you make your mind up to go where you're going spiritually, hell will leave you alone. I call them narcissist spirits. 
They'll bug the fool out of you, trying to control and manipulate you. But when you cut them off and don't let them manipulate you, they lose control over you. Don't you look at this. When Naomi saw that Ruth was steadfast in leaving the Lord short of the promised land, Naomi did not question her anymore, saints. She had a made-up mind. I'm leaving and going to Judah. The strategy. Here's the strategy. I hope you're listening. Here's the strategy. The strategy is spiritual productivity. Here it is. Number one. You've got to make your mind up. You're cutting loose from the things that have died. Number two. Then you've got to get up. The news you have heard where there's more bread, which is the word of God, you've got to declare, I'm going there. Ruth rose up and said, I'm going to Judah. You've got to make your mind up, I'm going to Judah. I'm going to where there's more bread. And I, I feel like I'm a failure tonight. Set your path. Somebody said, set your path. You got to set your path to the place you're going spiritually. You got to set your path to Judah, to the place that'll give you bread. And you cannot allow voices to convince you to stay where you are spiritually. You don't need to pray, you don't need no altar, you don't need that in your house. You don't need that no more. You don't need to go to church here Wednesday night. Let me tell you something. You know why a lot of kids fail school? When they miss classes and don't study. You got to get up and get on the path of where that where will cause growth in your life. You got to start now. You can't wait tomorrow. You got to do it now. Give him a while. Or you can stay blinded in that place short of the promised land. First Peter 2, please. Verse 1 and 2. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, Peter said, and guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speaking, he said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. He said, you got to lay it aside. I said, you got to lay it aside. That's picking up. It's picking up work, labor. It takes work to put some things aside, does it not? That you may grow. You will not grow if you don't lay some things aside, saints. You're changed to get out of the spiritual dead place, to get out of poverty, that famine. You got to stand up. You got to rise from where you are. And you got to get on the path to go to the place that said there's more bread there. You've got to get up, get on the path if you're going to see growth and increase in your life. The increase is there. It's there. Sister Lynn, I promise you that your life will increase if you get to Judah. Brother Randall, I promise you to God, 
that your life will increase if you get to Judah. Brother Drew, I promise you, your life will double if you get to Judah. But to get there, Brother Patterson, there's a path you got to go. And when you get there, it's not going to be given to you. you got to labor for it. When Ruth got there, Brother Jim, she immediately went into the field and started working. Come on, folks. You can't wait to next week to take this lesson message and start working on it. You got to start working on it tonight, Brother Roy. You got to start working on it tomorrow. Where are you going? I'm going to Judah. What are you doing? I'm laboring. Some voice is going to try to talk you out of it. Come on. They're going to try to talk you out. But come on, folks. But there's more there. Can you shout amen? One last verse, Proverbs 14 and 23 again. In all toil, there's profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. You'll have it if you work for it. But if you only talk about it, you'll be broke. Oh, I, I, has anybody ever been around everybody, anybody that always likes information but never use it? If, if I had a dollar, one dollar, for every time somebody asked me, uh, you know, where do you go to the gym? What do you do? Uh, what kind of diet? What do, you, what, what do you eat that for? If I had a dollar, me and my wife could have a whole lot of things right now. There's a lot of people who just want to talk, but they don't like work for it. There's a lot of people who like to read the Bible, but a lot of them don't like to do it. But if you're going to get and obtain what God has, you've got to do what he says to do it. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Stand to your feet if you don't mind. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.